0: I'm a freak, I'm an outcast, I'm a shadow I stand with the lost souls Looking for a hustle Got a pulse on the streets I'm the one you won't look in the eye, Yeah, well, I could see what's headed for you down that road And soon it's coming to take everything you know When the monster crawls
1: out of the sea. All right.
0: Welcome to this week's edition of Outdoors at Outdoors Dan and Larry Mack. It's the All Outdoors podcast uh, brought to you by our good friends out at Sportsman's Warehouse. Always a click away at sportsman's.com and Arctic Ice. Want to keep things cool and fresh in your coolers? Get you some Arctic Ice. And don't forget to check out Respect the Game TV. I'll uh, say thank you for bringing All Outdoors at Outdoors Dan and Larry Mack to the podcast uh, spectrum. I got the man, the myth, the legend, my hero, Mr. Larry Mack is on the line. Larry Mack, how you doing, my friend?
2: I am here and ready to go. This is going to be an exciting one. I've, uh, uh, being a knife nut that I am and cutting up all of my own meat, I, uh, use these knives quite frequently. And, uh, so yeah, I've been waiting to talk to Mr. Dom for quite some time.
0: Yeah. We got the, we got the dominator on Mr. Dominic from Kershaw. How you doing, Dom? I'm well, thank you both. You know, I I love Kershaw, Dom. I think I've been with you guys for almost 16 years now. It's been a long time, uh, I, and I've never had an issue with my Kershaws. And uh, I was so excited when we got uh, RTG involved with you guys. And Larry's a knife nut. He's just like me. I mean, every time every time he's over here, he's he's looking at my collection. Uh, but uh, you know, Larry's right. Larry cuts up all his own stuff. He, I mean, he processes everything in the field and. Larry Mack, if it ain't sharp, it's a chore, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, the, and like I said, the, the thing about Kershaw, number one, it's such a established uh, company as a whole, and just uh, the offerings uh, that they have, you know, uh, you know, really, they have a knife for for any application. Yeah. Not only nice, but a tool. Well, uh, for that case,
0: well, and you know, Dom, you're not just, you're just not hunting knives or outdoor knives. I mean, you're, you're culinary knives. You got, you got medical things, uh, medical cutaway scissors for uh, EMTs and stuff. I mean, you got a lot of different, uh, cutlery out there with your, uh, Kershaw realm.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that Kershaw, um, we always try and do is just provide something for everyone, um, whether it be that. You know, you're on a pretty tight budget and you need to get a new blade. You can only, you know, spend 20 bucks or whether you're looking for a, you know, a premium grade product with high end materials and you can spend a hundred dollars. We want to make sure that we have something for everyone.
0: Yeah. And what well, hey, speaking of uh, something for everyone, what was you doing out there this spring while Larry and I were, we were chasing turkeys. I, I saw you pop up. Were you fishing?
1: Yeah, I did I did some fishing uh this spring on the out on the Oregon coast with uh black rock fishing had a great time.
0: Okay, now I, I don't know what that is. Larry Mack, do you know what a black rock fish is?
2: I I know what it is, but I have never seen one nor fished for one. That, uh,
1: but I hear they're pretty good eating.
0: Is that like a big cod or something, Dominic?
1: Uh you know, they're not they're not exceptionally large like a cod would be, uh, but they are they are a white uh fish and Uh, they're, they, they're school fish. So you jig the bottom for them. Um, and they're really, really mild white and no, not a lot of bones consistency, kind of like a salmon. They're really fun to catch. Um, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but you do have to get out in the ocean for them. That's, that's the one challenge. So, um, once you, once you find them out there though, it's, it's high action.
0: Okay. So that was out in Oregon. Uh, and you said you, did you were turkey hunting this spring as well?
1: Of course. Yeah. Well, t- uh, tell us
0: about your Turkey hunts.
1: <laughs> I had a, a little bit of a challenge in spring to be honest. Um, you know, I tried to, to venture out to Eastern Oregon on some mountain public land birds, uh, for the first time, uh, all my previous hunts here in Oregon for birds, uh, for turkeys have been on, you know, private farmland and stuff. So I wanted to try a little bit more of an adventure and, um, you know, had some great success early on, um, and then later in the season, we got snow one weekend. We you know, I mean it was it was uh, end of end of May and we were about five thousand feet, which I mean in Oregon isn't that high really. I mean, we have places you can go up to ten thousand feet, things like that. Um, and we were out we were on a gobbler, had him working in, it was about hundred and fifty yards away, and then kind of some weather settled in and he just shut up and next thing you know, we're getting snowed on and in about four hours. Uh, we got between four and six inches as we were getting back to camp. So we picked up camp and had to do a different area. It was the first time that's ever happened to me. Wow. Sounds like. Yeah, our- I'll
2: tell you, yeah, I, I'll tell you my, that sounds like our turkey season. Exactly. Man. <laughs> the, uh, it was like everywhere we went. I mean, it was, uh, it seemed to be a challenge whether it had been weather and in some cases, birds just not cooperating. It was It was definitely an odd season for us. We were able to capitalize, but uh it was definitely one to remember because uh, you know, it's it's I always kinda cherish those times too, because you learn so much through the difficult times, you know, uh how the birds are reacting and um you know, or not reacting, uh to try to figure out what you're doing wrong or if you are doing anything wrong and and just to make you better for the upcoming seasons. But it was definitely one of those humbling humbling seasons for us as well. Well, you- yeah, I was right there.
0: Yeah, Larry, you you and Philip did good. I mean, you we I got a chance to go with you and Ryan, uh, and and sit out in, in a natural blinds uh, situation. Dominic, he was out there with layout blinds, trying to get them. I've never seen that in thirty years of hunting. I've never seen anybody in a layout blind with turkeys five feet in front of them. It was crazy, but yeah, it was awesome. But we had deer sabotaging us. Larry, tell them about that. <laughs> yeah 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 we uh
2: we have worked these birds they were gobbling i mean they were a long ways away and finally worked them for for quite a while when they were finally closing distance and and got to where they were in sight and the uh they just come out into the field saw the decoys and were you know really starting to commit coming and as soon as that happened there was nine we had nine deer come in between us and then they stood out there blowing and stomping and the birds were just standing on the other side. Pretty soon a couple of young deer were going over there, chasing the birds around and everything. And then the deer would walk off, they would come, they would start to come back and then you'd see another one of them young deer go running running back at the turkeys and pretty soon they'd had enough and I was like, You've got to be kidding me (laughs) But uh uh, yeah, talking about the layout blinds, it's you know it's all about adapting, you know, and and sometimes you know those birds will sit out there and and uh you know i could watch them for only so long before we got to try to make something happen but uh it's a totally different uh element i'll put it that way you know when you're out in the layout blind in the in the decoys and uh we did have an opportunity where tom had come in and he was working the decoy pretty good and and I just uh, I blew it. I mean, I, I got shook. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It was one of those where it's like he's right there, and you you feel like you're rushed. And there's no there was no reason for me to rush whatsoever. But my mind's telling me, uh, you'll get drawn back and send it <laughs> as, fast, uh-huh. as, fast, as fast as you can. So uh, that's what happened. And It didn't work out so well, but the experience was awesome, and uh, the footage on, on top of that was just was really cool it was, it was a different experience but uh i can tell you right now i'm gonna do it again though because it was a rush
0: yeah dom he's, he's he's not being fair to himself we were hunting in 30 mile an hour winds too and and we're well, and we're trying to decap them you know we got them big yeah. we got those big decaps on there and that's why he that's why he, he got messed up a little bit i mean i missed twice on the same hunt I, at, <laughs> at, at, at six yards. I mean, the, what'd they go, Larry? They went about what a half inch, right? Both of them from the wind. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it happens, but man,
2: I'll tell you, I wouldn't take it back for anything. Just, it was just such a cool experience to be that close. And I heard noises. I never heard thought a, a turkey can make <laughs> <I'm very laughs> close to him. I'm like, I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, but,
1: uh, yeah. We should its own challenges, you know, just when you're trying to hunt them in a normal situation, let alone trying to do, do what you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, I, I'd never yeah. seen anybody do that. I, 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 because I was teasing him. I said, yeah, because he told me he was going to do it. And I said, you're so full of beans. I, you ain't going to do that. There's no way. He did it. I couldn't believe it. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, hey, what, uh, what, uh, I, I got to tell you, my, one of my all-time favorite. I mean, you guys have been making knives forever, and I'm sure Larry's got his favorites too because every time I see him, he's got a Kershaw on his hand. But uh, I love my blur. Uh, that has got to be still one of my all-time favorite, uh, just knives. I, I love that, that camo design, and um, I got outfitters, every time I go somewhere, they're trying to get it off of me. I, you just can't beat that blur, man.
1: You know, it, it's been around for a long time, something Oh, something about uh, 17 or so years now. And, and there's a reason for it. Uh, you know, when, a, when anything stays on the marketplace and is that popular after that long, um, that could stand the, the test of time, there's a reason behind it. And I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's got great ergonomics. Um, the blade stays sharp for a long time. It, it just, it's a fan favorite for sure.
0: Yeah. Larry, which one, you carry a couple different ones with you all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the blur a lot. I mean, it just depends on what
2: I'm, what I'm doing. I'm, all the way from, you know, camping or, or you know, I have my particular ones I take into the field uh, with me. It's just, uh, to be honest, I like them all. I'm really impressed with the way they hold an edge. Uh, all the way down to, you know, the camp series, uh, the camp five and the camp 10. You know, if I'm hanging trail cameras or, or doing or just out camping, Uh, source, I I always have those with me. It's such a, such a, you know, you, I guess, multi-use knife, you know, whether I'm cutting weeds down to clear off a a site, cutting small limbs and stuff with a Camp 10. I just, and then all the way down, like you said, to the blur and uh, some of the smaller pocket knives are so, uh, they're just, they're vitally important to, to my everyday use and and my lifestyle. And I think Don put a great, you know if they go to the kershaw website there's literally a knife for everyone uh and that's that's what's so appealing to me about it is just because you know uh, knife is to me is a very valuable tool that i think people kind of overlook different uses for whether it just be having it there to cut rope twine whatever i mean and having something that that is simply there all the time and and i've I don't know how many people I've seen carrying around an old knife, you know, that they've had for years and years and years and look at it. And it says Kershaw on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a, you know, it's, it's always pretty cool to see that. And, and I'm, like I said, but to ask me which one's my favorite, that's a pretty, pretty tough loaded question for me.
1: Well, yeah, you know, and go I, ahead, I was Don. glad you brought up the, the, the camp Ten you were talking about, you know, I haven't run trail cameras uh, that much in the last few years, but, there was uh, a good stretch of time I'd say probably five six years where I was running a dozen or so on public land and there's nothing more heartbreaking to get to a camera open it up and then seeing that the card's full getting excited and then you put the you know your your memory card in your computer or your viewer and it's just grass or limbs moving in front of the camera and so you know I, I was always adamant that I took my can-, can and made sure that I cleared a good visible lane to the camera and that was uh, yeah. It's always exciting checking those, and there's nothing more disheartening than that. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, and I the and listen, the ten's great, and I, but I, I for the sheaf just for having a good sheaf knife. I love the Camp Five. I carried that with sure. me all through deer season last year. I love that knife.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's another great. Way. I mean, especially to keep at camp for camp cooking, or even in your path for field dressing. Um, it's so versatile because it's it's big but it's not too big you know sometimes the camp 10 can be a little too large just to carry around in in certain activities but the the camp five it you know it can go a lot more places for sure yeah so larry mac
0: you you've used uh you've used uh the the rbk i know you didn't you use that out of donovan's for skinning yeah yeah
2: yeah i use yeah if I'm I use the RBK a lot, uh, you know, through this last, first, especially for some caping, tedious work as we get down. And, and you know, I, I take pride in, a, and, you know, caping my own animals and doing that. I just enjoy the whole process. So that, and with a lot of the other replaceable blades out there, you know, the RBK to me fits every need that you, and also come with an extra handle. So you can actually slap a blade on it hand it to your buddy and say, here, you know, you work on that side while I'm working on this side. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, i know, like I said, I keep them up the head and everything. And, and uh, obviously it's a replaceable blade. So you're always going to have a sharp, uh, uh, sharp blade on there. And yeah, I use it quite frequently.
0: Yeah. And I, and Dom, when I got my elk last year, um, Ty and Paul and, uh, Travis, we, they, they actually used it more than I did. I just held the elk cause I, I was messing things up, to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> but that extra that extra tang really
1: helped out, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's that's the nice thing about that is uh, you know you got your buddy. I know we've talked about that before. Where you've been out in the field and somebody's like, oh man, I forgot my knife, or they're trying to help you and their knife is just dull as can be, and you're like, oh, that you got an extra handle that you can put a blade on and, and get them get that back back working right and helping.
0: Yeah, you that that anybody out there big game hunting should have one of those RPKs in their packs, right, Larry? Those things are I agree, they're awesome. If mm-hmm.
2: so, yes, they are,
0: yeah, they are. Hey, tell us about the Strata thing. I, I I saw some pictures. That is a that is a really unique looking knife, Dominic.
1: Yeah, the Strata and the Strata XL are new uh, for 2021, and it's actually really new for Kershaw the style of knives that they are. Um, they're inspired by uh, Spanish Navaja, which is a very large knife. So the standard strata the blade uh, is is four and a half inches. So it's very large, even on the small side. And it feels just looking at it and holding it, you know, almost like you're holding a, a you know, a mini sword. But the incredible thing is uh, when we were testing this, we had a lot of people carrying them around their pocket, just in regular jeans, pant pocket, things like that. Um, and it's surprisingly because of how slim they are. They don't have a very large profile. Um, the spine is very thin. They really disappear in your pocket for for the size that they are. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the Strata and then, the, of course, the the XL um, is the blade is 5.4 inches. So, I mean, it's really big and it, it, it you know, you hold that thing and it definitely feels like you got a, a mini saber in your hand. So I uh, yeah
0: I I need all the big things I can carry with me as possible you know so the bigger the better right Larry yeah yeah you just punch bigger holes in the hide <laughs> <laughs> it makes it easier for Dave to sew up that's all yeah I was yeah gonna say
2: yeah when he takes when he takes Dom when he takes this stuff to the taxidermist he, he brings needle and thread too yeah, hey, <laughs> so yeah you're gonna need these you're gonna need this too hey you, can't, you know. <laughs>
0: That's not just, that's just not one of my gifts. Okay. Thank you. Yeah,
2: so. Hey,
0: Father's Day's coming up and I know a lot of dads out there that would love to get a knife. And I know even if you don't hunt uh, or fish, um, if you just, if you, knives are for everyone in every situation, that, that shuffle. Um, and my favorite of the shuffle series, Dom, is the, is the, is the do it yourself, the DIY. What a great mm-hmm. tool. That's a knife that's a tool, and that thing is amazing.
1: Yeah, I, the Shuffle series is, is extremely popular. You know, it comes in, we have the Shuffle and the Shuffle 2 and the Shuffle DIY. Um, they, they come in, uh, you know, the blade shape's a little different between the Shuffle and the Shuffle 2. The Shuffle 2 is a Tano or Tonto. Um, and they come in a few different colors. But, yeah, the DIY comes with some screwdriver bits, mm-hmm. and on the, uh, the butt end of the handle there you have, where you can put the screwdriver bits in and, you know, it turns it from a knife into, you know, for the, for the most part, a multi-tool and it's, but it's really small. Um, not intimidating. If you work in, you know, in an office space or something like that, or, you know, to put the toolbox or it, it's so versatile. It's great.
0: Yeah. I actually put an Allen bit in mine with the, with one of the, the Phillips. That way I can adjust my tripods and stuff from fourth arrow when I'm out filming. I mean, all there I got, go. all I got to do is just reach in my inside pack and I got it, I got it clipped right there and, I mean Larry, when as much as we're out filming uh respect the game and stuff, we're always tightening stuff up. I mean, that's that's a great tool to have for that.
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely
0: one thing that's overlooked uh from
2: from the viewers. I mean, we're pretty hard on on equipment and and partners such as like Kershaw and stuff. You have to have something that's going to be, you know, uh, robust and and it's going to last through through kind of what we put it through because you know, I'm one of those. You got to get out there and try to get it done, regardless of what you're doing. And and having a knife like uh like that to be able to to possibly tighten a screw or so is is vitally important for us in the field, regardless of the situation. It could be filming. It could be you know putting you know taking the you know on a camping trip uh, trip and your your radio needs batteries. You know taking the, the back out or whatever because if anybody that camps a knows. That uh, most of the time, when you get, when you get out there and you get your camp set up, you you realize you forgot something.
1: So so having yep.
2: something stackable like that, it's uh is always nice to
1: have for sure. Well, the and the last thing you want to do is try and use your blade. You know, we see it quite frequently, obviously in our service department where uh, people, you know, you're trying to like you said pry open the back of a battery uh, area or tightening a screw with the blade, and you and you'll snap the blade because that, that's just not what the blade is intended for. Um, you know, it's not a pry bar and, and that's, you know, you could put a flathead in the back of that and use it that way. And it is intended for that type of purpose. And so you, you end up saving yourself a little bit of a headache in the long run. Oh, a-
0: absolutely. For sure, Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Hey, I, now I got to talk to you about that launch 11. Now I, I've, I've, Larry, how many of the launches do you have? You, you got a couple different ones, don't you? No, I just had the one. You, I just have one launch. Okay. Yep. I've still got my launch five. That launch eleven, Dominic, that you guys really changed the the tang on that thing. That that looks really neat.
1: Yeah, um, that was by one of our uh, our newer designers. The launch eleven's been really really popular, and the launch line itself has been extremely popular. But um, the eleven really kind of took took the the lineup by storm there when it came out and. You know, it's, it's not that large, it's kind of in falls in the uh, in fairly in the middle in terms of nice size, overall length 6.75 um, and then the, the blade length only 2.75 inches. So, you know, the launch one, for example, was a lot larger, um, our launch eight, which is a Stiletto was longer. Uh, and we had then we had the launch four, which is, you know, California legal, sub two inch blade auto. So we had kind of the large and the small covered, but we didn't have very, very many options in the middle. And so that's really what this capitalized on. And it's been extremely popular.
0: Yeah. I like carrying my launch when I'm tree stand hunting. Cause if you, if you would ever slip or the stand would fall and you, you know, you got your hunter safety system vest and lifeline and stuff on, if you need to cut something away, you can open that with one hand. And I, I'm telling you what, that gives me a little peace of mind. And as chunky as I am, shut up larry it's ch- <laughs> it, it, it it's it's nice to be able to have that one hand you know opening up with that button dominic
1: yeah i mean they're just fun to open too i mean yeah. that's there is there is a fidget factor as we call it with with knives if it doesn't feel good to open if it's not fun then people you know it's not necessarily going to be as popular and the walk series the push button autos they they open up with authority they snap um you know and it, it just there's just something that feels good about opening the knife and uh, and you know and and that adds to, to you know just the fun factor overall in carrying a knife.
0: Yeah.
1: And you, and I mean you can't beat the fact that they're made in our U.S. factory too.
0: No, that's awesome. Somebody just for sure. Somebody just ding, so. Yeah. That was my computer, ding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Technology these days, they know you ain't gonna miss a text. So if they tell you, "Hey, I missed it," that's a bunch of bull. Dinging yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at you,
0: <laughs> yeah. Make sure they know. <laughs> so, but no, Larry. Go you, ahead. You, yeah. No, I was just gonna say you got Larry's gonna. I think you're, are you, you guys will be in Nebraska before I go to Montana. So you're going to be, I mean, the Dominic, I can't believe we're going to be bow hunting in like nine or 10 weeks. It's crazy. So, I mean, Larry, what are you packing out there? Oh, you know,
2: I'm going to take the gambit with me. You know, I mean, if we're hitting on the road, most September is usually a pretty busy month for, for me, you know, headed out West, uh, whether it be elk, deer, mule deer, antelope and all, and all that. So, you know, I'm going to take the gamut with me. I'm obviously the RBK and, and, you know, I'm I'm going to take all my go-tos. That's for sure. I think that, you know, this year with the way the kind of the market is, everybody's, if you notice the, you know, the drawings and stuff, uh, you know, I I did not fare well in the draw this year in, in several of the states, and which is a good thing in a lot of ways. But obviously, there's a lot more hunters out there putting in. Uh, and every state that I've talked to, the officials, you know, said they had record number of entries. Uh, so that's that's definitely a good thing. And the bad part of it is, you know, obviously it decreases your, your chance of drawing. But uh, So we'll see how they, they uh, you know, they adapt to all that. But it's uh, it's going to be an interesting year, that's for sure. It feels like, you know, you blink your eyes and it's going to be here. So I'm anxious to
1: get out there and put these Kershawls to use. I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, and you oh guys
1: are you got over here talking about getting ready to go bow hunting. I still have a ton of work to do at my duck pond, and I'm not ready for for big game season. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more work to do still.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> this year's this year's flown by. Well, you know, and we're still fishing too. I mean, Larry loves the fish,es and I just got a boat, and I was out there uh, catching some walleys. And I those uh, I I mean I I love. Um, just the fact, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but those Skeeter scissors that you guys make, I love them for when I'm, uh, tying double uni knots or joining, you know, putting a le- uh, a leader or, uh, putting on, uh, joining to my braid to my fluorocarbon line and just snipping them with those skaters. Or if I'm having to take jigs off Dom, I love those little Skeeter
1: scissors, man. They're great. Yeah. That's one thing that I think a lot of people, um, either don't know about or overlook in our catalog is the scissor lineup. We have, uh, the skeeters, which are great for fishing, fly tying, any, anything in, in that regard. Um, and one of the things that we focused when we were, when we were doing the skeeters is the last thing we wanted is I'm sure you, anybody can relate to this. You go to cut something with scissors and basically the thread or whatever type of fabric or, you know, it kind of just slips between the blades and folds and doesn't actually cut. Um, and you kind of have to reposition the scissors and try and get it to go again. And that was one thing we really wanted to avoid with these because they're small and they're intended fishing. Uh, so uh, we put a serrated edge on one side of them. So it cuts really well with everything from your braided lines, your mono. I mean, it, we put that through a, a long list of tests and, and uh, they do really well.
0: Yeah, Larry, you got those. I've seen you yeah. using them. Yeah. yeah, I use them. I use them all the time in my tackle bag.
2: And you're right, Dom. It's it's amazing how they grip right out there. Because there's a lot of times when you're cutting something thin mm-hmm. like that, it does want to fold over, or the blades want to separate to where it's not really cutting. And that just doesn't happen with uh, uh, with the Kershaw scissors at all. It, it uh, I mean, it's going to cut it. That bottom line. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've had nothing but, and I've cut a ton of stuff with with mine.
0: Yeah, he's all he's yeah. he's fishing way more than I am. He's a fishing fanatic. Right. On. And then we, I mean, we also have
1: that, that's the small scissors, right? The skeeters are the, the real short ones. They kind of can go anywhere with you. Some guys like to put them on their, on their fly fishing waders or in the tackle bag, like you said, but then we also have, you know, the taskmaster shears, which are great for processing your game birds, uh, fish, clipping pins off, um, anything that you can do in the kitchen. They're really great. And, uh, and you know, normal size shears.
0: Yeah. Well, I know a lot of upland hunters use those big time and waterfowlers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good for sure. Hey, Don, we got about three minutes left. Talk a little bit about Kershaw's customer service. I mean, you guys offer some things that a lot of people don't under, don't. I don't think realize you do. Uh, one is uh, always free sharpening. If someone doesn't have a sharpener or they're 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 intimidated by it, you guys you guys do it for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, sharpening is is a skill uh, or an artwork, however you want to look at it. And you know, it's not necessarily that you can just do without having been really taught or taking the time to learn it so um you know we offer free sharpening all you have to do is go to our website fill out a, a service form and then send us the knives and we'll sharpen them and get it back to you uh, i think there's a, a small shipping and handling fee i think it's seven dollars but um we also offer free replacement parts you know if you carry a knife every day sometimes getting out of your truck maybe the pocket clip catches on the seat belt and it'll snap or you take a corner in a building tight like in a warehouse and it can grab onto the uh the metal shelving or something like that and break. We offer free you know, pocket clips um, if your assisted mechanism breaks. We just basically, what we wanna make sure is not only do we have a product for everybody regardless of your budget, but even if you're only spending $20, that's still $20 that you earned. And, and we wanna make sure that we still stand behind that product. And at the same time, when you're spending $100. So um, all of our products come with a, a limited lifetime warranty. We offer, you know, like I said, free replacement parts. And uh, and we just try and make sure that our customers are taken care of as best we can.
0: Yeah, and you got a great website. Larry and I are always on the website. I know, I Larry. Every I mean, I know I go on there at least once a week to see what's new.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm I I was. It's actually saved right in the bottom of my toolbar. Uh, so <laughs> when I pull, up, I pull it. Like you know, with all the Skype calls and everything that's been last year. You know, you know, not to sound, uh, but there's been some of them that really it's like. I don't even know why I'm on this call, so I'll just be like, Hoo, <laughs> Hoo, "So go you know, browsing through some knives over there." So, but hey, I uh, just told him myself. But anyway, well, uh, that's just what. Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome site, and and once again, there's a knife on there for for anybody, anybody, and everybody. Yeah. So that's why you were so quiet on our last call. There you go. See, I told him myself. I just told him myself. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up, I was following you on social media through this fall and stuff. I was getting a kick out of, it, and I always like to see the a truck camera you had up on your duck hole. Uh, there was was pretty that was pretty cool being able to see all the different variety of of ducks uh, coming in there and and
1: seeing them interact like that. So that was pretty. Oh cool. yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that was the first year I was doing that. You know, I. I put it, you know, in the, because uh, I, I plant sorghum and, and millet in the in the pond for the birds. So I kind of hit the trail camera on the edge of that. Um, and it was a learning experience for sure. It was great to see birds, you know, kind of just paddle around that and land and take off. Got some very cool shots. But uh, I did learn you have to be very careful of the water level because I, I had two cameras go for a swim. Oh, and <laughs> uh, I did. Yeah, it was funny because, I you know, one of them is a cell phone camera. So I knew it was happening, but I couldn't get to the camera at the time. And I'm getting oh, man. I'm getting photos as the water comes up and up and up and up because we had kind of a flood situation <laughs> over the weekend, and then I got you you just saw a blur and oh. I got I got to the fo- the camera the next day and it was completely underwater and shockingly enough still worked.
0: That's awesome. No kidding. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a testament to the camera
2: for sure. But the, yeah. it was really cool to see all of that, and I can only imagine you know with a cell camera getting pictures and it's like. Oh my gosh, I gotta get out there. I gotta get out there. I gotta get there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, then you get out there and your camera's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I enjoyed watching all that, you know, seeing all the different species and uh of, of ducks and uh you know, pretty cool to see, man. i I'm, I love I love the waterfowl hunt as well. And uh, you know, when time allows and and it's uh it's just cool to see all the different varieties of ducks and and you know, kind of how they feed and, and interact with
0: one another. Definitely. yeah. So. Hey, Dom, if everybody wants to see you coming to some of the stuff that we've uh, talked a little bit about, how can they do that?
1: KershawKnives.com is the uh, is our, our website and then on, on social media, it's at KershawKnives on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, so uh, if you're not following us, definitely give us a follow on social media. We do a lot of giveaways and, and fun content um, and a lot of educational stuff, too, on, on how you can take care of your your products, if you have an issue or anything like that.
0: All right. That sounds exciting. Where are you, where are you going this fall?
1: Um, my wife should pull a, the, uh, a nice branch bull tag that I had last year. And then we'll do, we, uh, we get packed in into a wilderness area near the Idaho Oregon border for 13 days for deer. We'll pull that tag again. Um, that's, that's probably my all time favorite hunt. We don't have cell service. Um, unless we hike up about 2,000 feet to this one peak near us, so we're completely isolated for 13 days. Um, we get dropped off. It's all DIY hunting, and then 13 days they come back and pick us up and we take us out. It's kind of a, it's 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 an interesting feeling after you've been completely disconnected for 13 days from the world, uh, and to to all of a sudden be just thrust back into kind of the way society is. It's 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 fun.
0: Larry, wouldn't you love that to sounds, have that happen to you? Oh, oh, I would. I would. I sure would. That sounds like my game right there. I, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're For doing sure. if you're doing drop off hunts and stuff, Dom, you, I bet you guys have those rations going, huh?
1: Oh, we do. You believe it? Uh, we take a lot of uh, different types of dehydrated meals, and uh, and and there are no shortage of the ration XL and the ration XL.
0: Yeah, that's the knife and spoon <laughs> combo, folks, if you don't know what that is. Go, those are really cool, too. So, <clears throat> yeah, and they got, a, they got a little clip so you never lose your knife and fork. That's always important to me, Dom.
1: <laughs> I know it is. I know it is for you. I, I don't lose <laughs> stuff like you do, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You'll get there one day.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, Larry Mack, anything else, buddy?
2: No, I think we got we we got our cover, man. Dom, we appreciate appreciate you all very much, and and man, we look forward to to seeing what's coming for Kershaw, and and we just enjoy great product, you know, using it out in the field, and and um, I, I'm I'm geared up, ready to, uh, you know, get one get one cut in this
1: fall, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we're happy to be part of it, and and uh, we just we like seeing our knives out in the out in the world, and and what people are using them for, so. Yeah, if you're, if you're on social media, feel free to tag us. We love seeing that stuff. There you go. Cool. Uh, all right, this
0: podcast was brought to you by the fine folks at Sportsman's Warehouse. Over 112 locations nation, nationwide are only a quick click away at sportsmanswarehouse.com or sportsmans.com, excuse me. To keep all your game fresh and other things cooling down while you're out in the field, don't forget about arcticice.com. That's going to wrap it up for Larry McCoy and myself. Thanks to Dominic for being here from Kershaw Knives. And I want to thank you for downloading us whenever you can. We'll see you next time on All Outdoors with Outdoors Dan and Larry Mack.